friends get together so that they can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that they can try things. Nick and Marcus do the podcast so that they can try this. Hello and welcome to Now Try This. Nick, tell them what that is. Oh, my goodness, Marcus, what a hype-tastic intro, because uh, this is now Try This, and what is that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. It's a podcast. <laughs> you could have just started. <laughs> Are you judging me? We've just started. You just repeated what I said. Okay, go ahead. And I said this is one po- word. <laughs> this is a podcast for two best friends. That's me, Nick, and that guy, Marcus. Say hello, Marcus. Hi. And we talk about our favorite things. One of us challenges the other one to watch, enjoy their favorite thing. But this month is different because this month is powered by Patreon. Marcus, how do they join the Patreon community? Here's how you can join a Patreon. Go to www. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just repeat what I just said to get into No, I didn't because you said a lot more than the one word. www.patreon.com slash now try this cast. You can go on there and join the Patreon. Are you from the fucking Gen X? You don't have to say www anymore. Who are you? What's going on? I said so many W's, Nick, okay? Yeah, I'll omit three of them, okay? So go to the website, Patreon. You can pull out your wallet, click on the dollar tier or the $5 tier. You better click on the $5 tier if you truly love us. For $1 tier, you can uh, vote on upcoming challenges. And the $5 tier, you get to submit upcoming challenges. And that's how we got this month's challenge. Just like P Hat H 007 did this month. Pronounce fatty 007. You know, I thought so, but I thought <laughs> I would have been made fun of more if I said fatty uh, okay. and it wasn't fatty. Got it. You gotta say it with a British accent. Oh, oh, my mom's here <laughs> in the chat. Shout out to my whole ass family in the chat. That's uh, how you know this welcome. is gonna be a crazy show. Okay. Also, shout out to our last most recent patrons, Michael Hull. Thank you for joining. James Watcher. Wachter? What is it, Nick? That second one. That's the Wachter. Second one. Thank you for watching. Ashley and Alexandria. Or Lexi. <laughs> Shout out. Shout uh, out. Guys, Patreon isn't the only way you can get into contact with us. You can follow us everywhere. You can follow people at Now Try This Cast. And you can also, if you want to get a special shout out, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, just like Marshmallow10 did, saying, Gem of a Podcast. It is an absolute joy to listen to two best friends be best friends. The love and dorkiness is all too real with these two that was almost a perfect review except they spelled two t-o when in this context it should have been t-o-o but they did leave five wow nick so thank you much way to criticize our fans they're gonna go back and edit their review yeah that shit's four stars okay that shit's free they give us five stars so just saying be like that and leave a review or yeah and if you want to be criticized grammatically there are a million ways to help us or join the chat like my whole family just did Marcus, what are we doing here today? Because I have a lot of feels and I can't intro this episode. Please tell Nick, the, tell, the week, tell tell the people. This this week we are doing a Deadly Lessons, aka The Legend of Simon Conjurer, which is a fan submitted challenge by my brother Matthew. And a little background to how this has been going for him on Patreon. He's submitted this challenge every single month on the Patreon poll, and it's been included in the patreon poll and not once has it won but finally four or five months into the patreon's existence it finally won so 
guys out there, keep trying. If you have something you really want to watch, just want us to watch, just continuously submit it until everyone is so upset by it being there. They just vote for it to get it off the list. <laughs> it won by a lot this month. It did win. It by won a lot by a this lot. Month. Yeah, yeah. People rally. I am mad about it. <laughs> I am mad about it. But yes, it is a. It's a movie. Do you want to get into it immediately? No, we have banter. How was your? Uh, how was your week? Did you try anything new? I usually say that. I wasn't prepared for you to ask me. <laughs> okay, you can ask me. I'll go first, and then you can have time to think about it. Marcus, before we get to this amazing. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. The chat's asking me what's wrong. I had to spend <laughs> two hours and 17 minutes watching Deadly Lessons. But we'll get to that. Marcus, how was your week? Did you try anything new? Nick, I tried something very new. It's new to a lot of people. I got the vaccine. The one that everyone's been trying to get. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. And let's get a double whoop whoop in the chat because I got it too. Vaccinated boy, still social distancing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I got the Johnson and Johnson one, which I know isn't one of the popular top two. It is the third one down on the list, but I got it one dose and it was kind of nice. It was a good experience. Well, I'm going to put my fucking cock on the table because I got the number one popular. I got that Pfizer shit because nice. I'm bougie as fuck. Wow. Nice. That's good. Nice. You're welcome. In your face. <laughs> I My shot. What was your experience like? My shot. Where, I, are, I got we, the, where are we in society that we have to, I'm fucking flexing about which vaccine. <laughs> people are. People are so judgmental about the vaccine. People like, are, yeah. I got the Johnson & Johnson one and people are like, oh, you got that one? Gross. I would not be caught dead getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I went to work today and people like harassed me about it. And I was like, fuck you. I got a shot. I'm not going to die now. Great. Like. Jesus. <laughs> the chest says you got the poor man's vaccine. <laughs> You're getting shat. Whatever. Getting I don't care. I'll get the up. poor man's vaccine. And my experience was fine. Uh, I got, I definitely got sick because I got COVID. I'm sorry. I had the black party earlier <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> Actually, not early in the pandemic, just a couple months ago. So it was, it was pretty shitty. But quick story about the vaccine. Because this is fun. Recently, something I did try new this week is I introduced my girlfriend to my family. Shout out to them one time. My mother, my sister, and my niece found out during that call that my sister has been in North Carolina a little too long and refuses to get the vaccine, even though she works at a hospital. Oh, no. And it's just become a grandmother, so there's a baby in the house. Guys, come on. Go get it. It's not a political statement. It is science. Just go get it. I felt re- I felt really bad because I was on the phone with my girlfriend Lexi and my mm-hmm. family, and I spent 15 minutes arguing with my sister. Oh, no, <laughs> because she was like, she was like, oh, until work tells me to get it, I'm not going to get it. And I'm like, why? Because she's like, we don't know if it works, and like we quintessentially do. And she's like, yeah, says who? And I'm like, scientists, where am I? My my family isn't a bunch of rednecks. My family didn't vote for Trump. My families aren't Republicans. We're a Democratic family. We believe in fucking people and rights and shit. And I'm getting super political, but that's fine. Because <laughs> I, I just, I never expected these talking points to happen. Oh, shout out to Ethan. He also got Pfizer. Pew, pew, Pfizer boys. Uh, oh. Um. I never, how, I, Marcus, how would you handle this conversation? Your family's from New York, so I feel like they know uh, what's up, you know? It's, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about because I feel like it's, it's, there's a history, there's a history in America 
of minorities not being able to trust uh, authorities and scientists because they have famously been experimented on throughout history. So I get it. I understand not wanting to participate in that. Uh, and there's just an inherent distrust. But, you know, you gotta, I think you're doing the best thing you can do by like explaining why it's important, what the consequences of not getting it are. And and going from there and doing your best to, un- to help them understand that, like, well, what do you do when they're not listening? Safe. You leave. You, <laughs> you you sneak into their house late at night and you give them the shot yourself. It's not it doesn't seem that hard to do. I think you could give yeah. them a shot. You watch enough YouTube videos. I think you could do it yourself. Yeah, yeah Rianne, that's a great point. I, I thought I just assumed vaccine mis- distrust would be a right wing thing, but it's not. It's just no, it's there. Yeah. You know? It's just like any view that's not your own. You get confused when people don't view it. Doesn't mean there's any validity either way or the other, <laughs> except maybe here because this one has to do with disease. Yeah. <laughs> but enough mom, about. Also in the chat, just blatantly said Pfizer is better. So, uh, mom, if you're watching still <laughs> and haven't left, how fucking dare you on my own podcast say the shot I got was inferior? It's great. You suck. But I love you, mom. You've been shamed. Shamed by mom in the chat. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. But Marcus, enough of uh, joy and laughter because we need to talk about <laughs> Deadly Lessons, a.k.a. The, the Legend of Simon movie. Conjurer. Conjurer. So, oh, the first, first time off, they said the name. Not the, yeah. the whole time. Every time they say Simon Conjurer, they say Conjurer. Especially john boy piece of shit i hate it so before we talk about the actual movie just shout out one last time to matthew for this dumpster fire this is the last shout out you're gonna get because i'm about to shit on your movie and i feel bad so i won't mention your name again marcus i need to talk first about what this movie is because there's only one way for us to watch it uh-huh. because of the back matter of like I don't know how much you know I only I did one quick Google search for research <laughs> to find out where this movie came I have, from. I have away. a whole thing of research more. for whenever you're ready. So if you want to do this little spiel and then go into the background of the movie if you want. Yeah, I was just gonna say the the at first we thought oh okay maybe we'll you know watch it together we're streaming or something it's not on Amazon it's not on nope. Netflix it's you can't rent it. It's not on video on demand. The only place it is, is I don't even want to say the name of it, but a random YouTube channel on YouTube <laughs> has it uploaded. It's got 3000 views. It's it's that's the only place to watch this yep, film that because this film was not released the year it was made eight years later or something. They released it in a, on a different name on dvd mm-hmm. yep one time probably because it was sitting in the vault and like we got to fucking get rid of this shit yeah that's probably but for was. years people thought the movie didn't exist yeah no that's i mean that's pretty much what i was gonna say so the trailer appeared in 2006 on youtube and people were like what the fuck is this and no one knew what it was for people were like okay maybe this is for like a movie that's coming out and then years passed and no one knew they're like okay this movie definitely should have come out by now like many yep. many years have passed and then people were like looking into it. And the more they looked into it, the less information they found because they tried finding out who the director was and the director's only listed as question mark or Q mark. So people were like, who the fuck is this guy? So then people started digging and they were looking into the background of like the company behind it and saw that like John Voigt works a lot with the company and they, they uh, buy Star. up like video Scott. game titles and stuff like that that are turned into movies like Tekken and, and something else. 
And so people they also like, made okay, the Baby Geniuses franchise. Baby Geniuses movie, yes. And so they were like, oh, let's look. They're like, this has to be real, right? We see that they work with John Voight. We see that the, that this is like, he obviously has a part of this. And this is a real movie company that has made other movies. So then this a must real be. Yeah, and people thought the movie was fake and this was a joke. But it turns out that this is, it was real. But people were hyped about it because it had just from the trailer it had the same vibes as like those as tommy wiseau films and neil breen films like it just had that same energy and those are some of the biggest like bad good movies that people love to hate watch I've and so people those. were excited heard of deadly lessons and so in yes, 24- Rianne, and then you find out now that the director is in fact Stuart paul who also plays the yes. titular Simon Conjurer. Later, it is revealed that the, the director is, is, what is his name? Simon Paul? Stuart Paul. Stuart Paul. And he cast himself as the lead, obviously, because that's what you do, baby. You're going to make a movie, you're the fucking lead. Doesn't matter whether or not you're good at acting. Uh, yeah, hell and then yeah. If I'm make a movie, I'm the fucking star. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yes. If Lin Manuel can do it, actors. I can do it. Okay, I guess. If Lin Manuel can do it, I can do it. <laughs> fair okay and then in 2014 a movie called deadly lesson shows up which is different from simon the legend of simon condor which was the trailer was originally for it shows up on streaming services and people are like what the fuck is this shit and that brings us here today to the movie there's also an interview which brings us here that they did with john void about the movie which is wild but we'll get into later so here we are here we Uh are on youtube Watching a movie submitted to us by our wonderful fans. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to say about this movie, but I think the most frustrating thing about the movie is the movie is competently made. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I disagree already. You made the first statement. What? I I I disagree. (laughs) No, what what I I don't what I mean is they uh-huh. they they are filming it like it's a movie like they don't know they don't not know how to make a movie there's transitions and there's they cut in interesting ways and there's nice pans and it's it's not like it's not like it's not like birdemic where it's like a lot of wide shots because they do not know what they're doing you know it what is, i mean it is it is one step above birdemic but i would yeah. say it's on par with the room like I don't think the cinematography was necessarily that great. The cinematography I... was definitely better than the room, but really? also, but also remember the room was made by real filmmakers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like Tommy Wiseau hired real life filmmakers to do it, right? It was still, like, those I mean... people, those those people. I mean, if you watch the Escape Artist, right? The, those people were real people, and the whole time they're like, "This is fucking bullshit." But they're like, but the checks are clearing. This guy's paying. So who the fuck cares? You know? Yeah. So, so, it, but so it has that's that why. Same so quality. right away I was totally, I totally, totally. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. It, it totally has that good people on a bad film kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. maybe not great people, but the people know how to fucking work a camera. It's not like it's just sitting. Yeah. Sitting I think in one that's place. more what it is. I think that's what I I'm think trying to that, say. Like yeah. the, the quality of filmmaking is there. But any aspect that I think the director touched <laughs> was ruined. They had good cameras and they knew where to point them. I think it's kind of like the best like inter- good thing I could say about the production of the film. It's hard because I kept wanting to think this movie was way more dated than it was because of how mm-hmm. triggering and how 
not okay it is uh if anybody is easily, easily triggered maybe don't watch this movie <laughs> oh yeah this movie so okay so the premise of this movie is yeah what's really this movie marcus what's this okay. movie <laughs> so the premise of this movie is really weird it's it's oh god it's it's like so bad but it was i had a good time watching it there was not a moment where I, well there were a few moments but most of the time i was entertained at least because it was just fucking crazy Marcus, I don't know how to feel because I was fucking, I, it felt like torture while I was watching it. But now that I'm like about to talk to you about it, I'm smiling. I'm like, why are you smiling, <laughs> Nicholas? It was torture. You hated every minute. You were watching with Lexi and every 15 minutes you said, you said to her, you, I want to quit the podcast. I don't want to do this anymore. This is the fucking worst. Yeah. I don't want to do yeah, this. Yeah, but now you're smiling and, that, and I'm the same way right now. Like I was sitting there and I was like, fuck this movie. And now I'm like. God, it was I, so hard. I had to keep rewinding. Great. I had to keep pausing and asking questions. It was Did not the ending make sense at all? Fucking no. I have theories. <laughs> I disagreed with Lexi. I was like, this is what happened. She's like, no, you idiot. And I was like, oh, no, this is what clearly happened. So okay, I'm excited to hear what, what you Okay, think. okay. So the premise of the film. What's the, mo what's the movie? <laughs> is Simon Conjurer is he is a man who Conjure. teaches a an after school class where he helps people oh that like, was not clear with it's an various yeah or an after it's like a nighttime class he teaches a night class oh, where night he class. gets people yeah. of various mental illnesses and issues issues i'm gonna say in quotations because i'm pretty sure one of those issues was being gay and that's not an issue so that was i have so much to say possible. i have so much to say but but so say. issues that people have and he magically fixes them. That's pretty much the whole premise. And it starts off with a woman coming to him and be like, hey, I need you to help my son. And then the movie starts and follows the journey of him helping the son, helping the son, and also helping these people. So we do need to go chronologically a little bit because. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, meet, you, meet, you meet Simon Conjure and he's teaching kids. I, I was here. <laughs> And Lexi was like, oh, he's a teacher. And I was like, he's clearly not a teacher. He'll like, he's like one of those guys you bring in to like, he's like a magician, like you bring in. And then he had a familiarity with the children. I was like, oh no, he's just like a straight up elementary school teacher. He is an elementary also, school on teacher. On top of all of these things. And, and honestly, I didn't hate the beginning. I was, I was mad when the kids <laughs> left. I was oh, like, what? I was like, I was like here for the kids. I was like, oh, this is fun. It felt like kindergarten cop or something. Oh, it felt like God. that era of movie. It felt like the something I'd starts... randomly see on, like... Like, I remember the first so Baby Geniuses. It wasn't that bad. It was whatever. <laughs> the, uh, the movie starts with Simon Conjurer in a room with a bunch of kids. And he's like, I'm going I'm to teach you. And he's teaching the kids. And then he's walking them through flying in their imagination. And the way yeah, that the, the, the movie decides to portray this is show this these kids flying through the room in very bad CGI and it was, it was very, 2006. It wasn't that bad. It was very. I mean, I guess you're right for like a. I don't know what the budget yeah. was. For a B IMDb movie, says whatever. 30 million dollars, but I don't. That may or may not be true. That all went to John Voight. Yeah, 100. <laughs> percent It was they, that man costs money. So they they fly around the room and they're like, ah, it's this weird fantasy scene that feels very trippy. They all slowly come down, and you can see like where they edited out the harness. For the kids yeah. to be lowered because there's the, all the kids shirts are like pulled up like this as they're being lowered down. I thought it was sincere. I, 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 I had no problem with any of that. If I'm being <laughs> honest. I was like, oh, OK. The kids are like, this is wild. 
And then, but then, but then after that, you realize what's happening a hundred percent is this grown ass man is straight up hypnotizing children, not like painting a landscape, not storytelling, mm-hmm. literally using hypnotic tactics yes. to hypnotize children. And Marcus, here's where I need to make my first big stand of the movie. Oh, right? big stand. Right. Okay. So, cause the big rest of the movie stand. to skip ahead. Uh, one of these children die, and John Voight's character is framing Simon Conjure for the death. Right? Mm-hmm. Rebel doesn't open his mouth once the whole movie. That is very true. We'll I wanted. To I was. Worry. I was going to say when we Don't get to Rebel, that. I I want us both to do an impressionation of how Rebel talks. Ooh, but when we, get, okay. to, when we so, get to so John Voight's character kills a little girl and frames Simon Conjure at the very beginning of this film. After I found out they're hypnotized, I turned to Lexi and said, "Oh, Lexi, you can't teach children they can fly. <laughs> they will try to fly. They will kill themselves." And then when the little girl's dead, she was like, you called it. And I was like, no, I think they're framing him for murder. But then the movie chooses right after that scene to show a scene with one of the children in his class literally Uh about to jump out the window. And his mother just happens to be there. This movie is Simon Conjure is grossly responsible if any of these children did die. A hundred percent. It's like on the press. He's, you can't teach little children. Yes. To, haven't, but then also, haven't you see, seen if, any if, Saturday morning anything? Yeah, it also doesn't make sense because if if he is he is truly trying to portray himself as a god this whole film, he is just a perfect specimen. <laughs> he is a god. All the women want to fuck him. Everyone wants to be him. He has the answer to everyone's problems. And why, why would he then put in a kid almost jumping out the window because of him? Why would you include that? It just didn't make sense with the rest of the movie. Is this supposed to be a misdirect? So I think that he, maybe he did kill the little girl? <laughs> maybe, I guess. I guess you're supposed to think that she jumped out because of him. Maybe that's what they're hinting at. I don't know. But here's my problem. That is, that, that's a fact. Like, yes. he did do yeah. something grossly neg- negligent. Yeah, you can't teach little children that they can fly. They will jump out the window. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. You have to watch kids. Also, the parent, the fact that that mom didn't have a bar on their window was weird because I was like, I've always had bars on the windows. I don't now. That's a New York City thing. But yeah, <laughs> so used to having bars on the windows. Like, That's how a did New York City ki- all kids would just jump out the window if there were no bars on the window? That's weird. I could have jumped out the window. I jumped off the garage once. Oh really? Did you die? Fifteen feet. <laughs> no, but I scraped my oh, leg okay. and I had to like cut off a piece of skin that was like this big that like scraped off from some like Jesus. rusty piece of metal. Oh, I don't God. know if Joseph was with me, but it was we were we were playing. I was playing superhero. I don't remember what I was doing. This is what but kids I, do, guys. I, I, this don't is what kids do. Don't, and don't I hypnotize wasn't them. hypnotized. Don't hypnotize And I wasn't hypnotized. <laughs> if I was okay. hypnotized, I would have died. I would have been, <laughs> so that, I just, honestly, right away, once I realized that, instead of yeah, that, yeah. I was like, this movie doesn't know what it's doing. No. This movie no, clearly has no idea what it's doing, because that is just, that is incorrect. And As then, a person, okay. so I just knew that was So we're introduced to Rebel, the son. That's true. It is wrong. So we're introduced to Rebel, the son, who doesn't open his mouth when he talks the whole movie and it is crazy here's my theory okay what's up here's my theory i think growing up this kid this kid grew up wanting to be an actor right and you know why he wanted an actor his father only showed him marlon brando films so he's (laughs) only ever seen marlon brando act so he thinks to be an actor you do you do what it is you don't you don't move your <laughs> wait is that, is that your impersonation hold on of rebel no that's my impersonation of marlon i want to hear your i want to hear your impersonation of uh rebel i could have been a contender i'll give you an offer you can't refuse nice right nailed it no no do your rebel do your rebel do your rebel because i want to i want to see what you got um 
gosh, I haven't tried. Let me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so so improv, man. Come so, on. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So when you're going through life, you. you you don't know which way is up, but sometimes I don't. I can't even do what he was doing. It's so hard. Can you? <laughs> I don't think I can. Hold on. Hold on. I got. I'm. I'm watching a clip right now. I'm gonna. I want to hear him talk. Oh, thanks, Rianne. Rianne said I was a good rebel. Oh, you have to watch this fucking cheater over here. God, I'm watching. Put it in the fucking chat. Marcus is a cheater because I did it from the <laughs> okay, top. I, I, I and Marcus find says, it. I find "Give it. me three minutes because <laughs> I can't even find it." He goes. He he just he talks with his mouth and he also doesn't smile at all. His smiles are like this. <laughs> like a pained smile every time. So he's like, Simon Conjura, I can't believe that we have to go get these kids. You can, you're not going to put me in a box, Simon Conjura. I don't know why you have me handcuffed to this fucking dashboard, Simon Conjura. Why, why does you sound like a guy that like works <laughs> on the docks? <laughs> I feel really good about mine now. Thank Yours you. Thanks Yours for doing good. that. <laughs> too many vowels, dash 9442. Too many vowels. It, it, just if you could... Um, the ability to talk like this is actually pretty fascinating and for to do yep. it for a whole movie is very impressive i my thing is lexi asked is like oh oh he's high that's what's happening and i said i don't think so no. i don't think that's what's happening no and even even further into the movie after the big reveal he definitely wasn't high because we find out who he really was at the end which was a huge thing. Oh, see, I think you agree with me what about. I think happened. I think you agree with me what I think happened. Okay, because because I, I think he was a plant, and Lexi was like, "No, that really happened." I was like, "No, he was a plant." Yeah, yeah. yeah. His families no. are gods. Yeah, we'll no. Well, it. we'll get to it later. But I also think he was a plant. <laughs> <laughs> so after this, um, this grade school scene, and the lady says, "Help my son," you get you you cut to which is very two thousand and six, a Hummer straight out of Pimp My Ride with. 16 dvd players in the back of every c and dashboard and window uh -huh. and what's playing on those dvds simon conjurer helping yep. people okay i so, was so what is this so from that moment i was like this feels like a cult and it's so weird but if you watch the rest of the movie thinking that this was made by the the uh, what's the guy's name uh who made uh nexium who's that guy keith raniere keith, so keith raniere if you view Shut him up. as a Keith Raniere kind oh, of guy. Guys, guys, if you want to hear our whole thoughts on Keith Raniere, <laughs> go check out our The Vow episode last month, our last Patreon exclusive. Yes. Guys, Patreon exclusives, getting us to watch The Vow, Deadly uh -huh. Lessons. Why aren't you a part of the community? Join the Patreon, guys. Sorry, go on. You got to uh, let me plug. Sorry. No, I, I want you to plug. <laughs> so Keith Raniere definitely could have made this movie. And this 100% follows a lot of the same kind of thinking that cult leaders have and the cults do right so like this guy is kind of how cult leaders view themselves which is really interesting to get into because throughout the whole movie i was kind of thinking that i was like oh man that's like that's how they think about themselves that's how they see themselves they're like i have yeah. the answer to heal you when keith ranieri is sitting there being like oh let's heal people with tourettes he's this he's simon conjurer wow you're so right i didn't even think about this it's crazy. Wow. They even look a little the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got the same like gross vibe oh where God. you're like, why do women have sex with this man? Yeah. Like, but somehow they do. And it's very Can be honest? I feel like I'm supposed to hate everything Simon Conjurer is doing, but every once in a while he says something, he does something. I was like, that was stupid. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes his whole shtick of like being above it all was like uh -huh. funny in a way that yeah. I found entertaining. Because uh, it was like he, this 
disconnected from humanity. A hundred percent. He is so disconnected from the world around him. He had some interesting. He, so in the room when you first meet everybody, he wrote on the board. E equals MC, e equals squared. MC squared. Where enlightenment equals mind control. <laughs> wow. This sounds like he's teaching people how to make a cult. I, I you think he's mind controlling everybody. Well, he is. He's straight up hypnotizing people. Like, yeah. this, that's what's happening. God. You know, it's wild. And no one's ever saying that. No. So you get a uh, rebel in the car and he's like, I don't want to do this. Oh, sorry. I don't want to do this, man. It's getting better. Thank you. And then and he's like, fine, leave. <laughs> and then I'm supposed to think he, that fucking reverse psychology works that well. He's like. <laughs> Well, just 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 imagine I didn't leave. Like, what what how would it how, how, how would it work? What would you do? <laughs> he's a master then, of mind control and manipulation. And then and then he's like, okay, I'll do it, but let me drive. And Simon's like, okay. And then the fucking Hummer shows up, beaten to shit. Yes. And I'm supposed to just imagine that they got into that bad of a car accident and then just continued on to their destination. No big deal. Uh, I, the, car was, the car wasn't wrecked, but it was bad enough where you're like, okay, how are we going to fix this going It's getting forward? towed. It's getting towed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it's still drivable, it needs to go to the mechanic either immediately or the next day. Because that car was fucked. <laughs> Someone said, I almost didn't understand you. Getting better, Nick. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll nail Rebel by the end of the, this podcast. So so then we meet. Oh boy! So then we meet everybody, all ten of them. And how, why do I know there's ten of them? Because the movie kept telling me over and over and over again that there's ten of them. <laughs> yep, hundred percent. That so each one of these guys has a different thing that's wrong with them, and I'm gonna say wrong in in a very loose sense, in the way that the movie does. And not in the way that Marcus, the podcaster, actually feels. I'm sorry. Do you not think the guy who doesn't think himself handsome and then the lesson learned is he's handsome is um, <laughs> is the same as the person who's anorexic and can't eat? That's not. They the, all are not the, the same, same level <laughs> of problem. <laughs> and he can. Fix the guy all who's a model and just doesn't love himself enough is the same as the person who fucking never i don't know what the fuck and well it's funny doing. too because the person I, with schizophrenia yeah yeah, yeah. it's like diagnosable schizophrenia if he used a few more like culty buzzwords you know like oh this is because you're not enlightened or this is not because you're not reaching the nexium vow or i don't know whatever the fuck just throw in like some key phrases here and there you got yourself a cult immediately. Ugh, I thought for a second, I thought, oh, let's go through each character. But I feel like we'll talk about each character as their moment comes up. So yeah, yeah, yeah we got yeah, 10 yeah. characters. We got a cast of cast of characters. And then a cast of characters. <laughs> and then Simon gives them a book. An old <sighs> and looking, it's an old religious looking, tome beat up looking book. book. They all open it. And they're like, what is this book? We don't want it. Blah, 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 blah. There's a, 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 a black stereotype racist character caricature there immediately and here's how you know the movie also thinks so because the way the <laughs> book happens is you open up the book and the book starts by explaining that they're all in the room describing them one by one mm -hmm. saying there's a there's the overeater there's a girl who doesn't eat there's this there's that then there's the angry black guy yep. it says that it, it says, says that the in angry the book, black guy which with which by the way the way this movie ends up ends up you how you find out this book is written means everyone in this room is racist but anyway <laughs> because it's not written it's not what they think right. is written yeah yeah it's oh god it's so weird too because it's like oh god it 
It's so fucked up. Like the movie is so fucked up. It's it's funny and it's good, but like let's take one minute to say that it's this not movie... funny. It's not good. I I would Hold say on. the movie... neither of those. Okay, this movie <laughs> this movie isn't funny or good. This movie is fun to watch. I definitely think it's fun to watch. I we're laughing. We're making fun of it. That's the kind of movie this is. Make fun of it. And talk about how stupid it is. But taking yeah. a side a, a sidebar over here just to say that this movie is also um racist and homophobic and also just really what's the word when you take mental health and you don't think it's real what's that word whatever it's that re- word is it's also know. that it's real it's really reductive regarding mental health it just being like reductive. you can wish it away it's just you can trace everything back to one thing that happened to you you can trace point. everything back to your father <laughs> <laughs> It's everybody's dad. Lexi pointed it out and was like, is this movie trying to say that every bad thing that has ever happened to you is because of fathers? And I said, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. Dads are bad, guys. Come on. Let's oh. the next generation be better. So the conceit of this movie is the book is writing out what's happening right now and predicting the future. Yeah. So the book goes through and, they all, and it starts describing all their scars that no one knows about. And then... And then my favorite one is like, it goes through all the scars and tattoos uh-huh. and stuff. And then the schizophrenic girl, I apologize for using this terminology. I know it's incorrect, but that's, this is how the movie describes them. So this I'm not how sure the movie how says else it. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I don't know anybody's name because they don't say the name. They say tears. Her name's tears. And yeah. she says, and the book says she has a, a, a lip tattoo on this movie. going to take fucking forever to talk about it. It has a lip tattoo <laughs> on her ass. And then everyone it gets it's really like fucking predatory and sexual harassing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, show me your ass. Everyone and then she says, around the room is like, show one. me your ass. I want to see it one. now. And then she says, fine. And she pulls out her pants and shows her a very nice butt. She has a very nice butt. Uh, that's and solid. Solid. That's a very nice solid butt. As the black guy says, that could be a black girl's ass. Oh, my God. It was so oh, yeah. God, written by a white guy so cringy and i thought and i was like lexi where's the we, i i looked at that i looked at this woman's ass for a solid two minutes because we were so confused rewinding it because we didn't see the tattoo and i said oh my god was this supposed to be cgi and they forgot because my dumb ass didn't yeah. just let the movie continue yeah, and yeah. then simon re- keeps reading and it says and the and the tattoo's not there she only thinks it is oh god you wanted to so see her smart. ass more you wanted so to see smart. her ask more. So, so, so I do smart. have to, I do have to interject here because I, I feel like I'm having fucking flashbacks of the, the interview that I read with John Voight. <laughs> I was wondering whether or not this was a joke. And a lot of the internet was at the time. People were wondering like, was this movie real? Was this a joke? This movie a hundred percent is real. This man is serious. He made this movie seriously. And that's it. That's all to be said. But John Voight had said something about this movie. He said that this movie is a fable and that through this movie, something that has never been done before in film can be done and that this movie might actually heal people is what he fucking said. <laughs> as if that makes the, sense. As if Simon Conjurer going through the fucking motions of Fixing these people would actually help anyone in real life. Which is weird because Jean Voigt very famously think uh, thinks our nation is being controlled by like Lizard nanotechnology oh. and like Satanists and what's uh. the word for the for the for the QAnon? He, oh, he's, he's a QAnon, a QAnon guy? person. Yes. That makes sense. 
he, he made a video when Trump didn't get re- when Trump was trying to get reelected about how if you voted for Joe Biden, you were voting for like Satan. <sighs> and it was very sincere. It was very real. It was John Boyd is a piece of shit. He really he is. sucks. But it's really it was is. pretty funny seeing that quote that like that these guys are such assholes that they thought that this movie could actually <laughs> oh, no! people. Oh no! They, they they heard us. The Illuminati symbols are in the oh, chat. Shit, oh shit! Illuminati symbols. Backtrack, 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 backtrack. Uh, uh, this was a lovely film. John Boy is a great human being. Uh, lizard so, people so sorry, rock, so sorry, baby. So, yeah. <laughs> so here we are with this book, uh, and then we meet. What's John Boy's character's name? Doctor Doctor Kraz. Doctor Krazix. C R A Z X. The coolest who's just name in I've a, ever seen. Who's just in a completely different movie. <laughs> he is not in the same movie. He have does not exist in the same plane as the rest of the people in this movie. Because they're all Dick bad, Tracy? but they're all being sincere. Yeah, I've watched Dick Tracy. I like that. I've, he seems like a Dick Tracy Oh, character. straight up. Yeah. yeah. He just they seems all have like prosthetics this over-the-top, yeah, cartoony villain that doesn't fit yeah. with the rest of the tone of the movie at all. That's making fun of, like, 50s pulp. You know, pit fifties noir, like that's like the thing they're trying to. Wow. So, what did you? Why did? Who did? I need you to explain. This is the first part of the movie where I just need you to try to explain to me what's happening because we get a scene with Simon conjures a strange wife who is talking to Doctor Kraz X about was Simon that his Conger wife? How he's yes. I feel like it didn't say it was his wife. I don't. Maybe it well, was. Well, you find out later. I remember that, they that were X, like that she's they were lovers, but I, I maybe they were wives. Maybe I missed that part. Oh but. wait. You're right, because all the times that they talked about wives was the part of the movie that wasn't real. So <laughs> that so so you're right. They easily could not have been married, and no, that was yeah. just a conjuration. Oh, I like for that. the <laughs> for the made up part of the film. I'll see somebody else is like, wasn't she his ex-wife? No, I it might not have been. Oh god, yeah. I have to rewatch this movie. I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, so what's happening? What's what's happening in the scene? Why is the doctor talking to her? Who is god. she? Why is this important? What's happening? What so is that doc- scene? So the doctor goes shows up and he's like, yeah. So we have to get back at Simon Condreux. I'm going to stop him, and he establishes himself. Well, that's pretty good. Can you do a full on Doctor Kraz? Yes, I I can do Doctor Kraz. Where's your chocolate? I don't have chocolate in this room. I don't have chocolate in this house, I think. Oh my god. I want chocolate. He's always eating a chocolate bar the whole throughout every fucking scene he's in. I don't think that I think that was a John Voigt choice. I think he just wanted chocolate. <laughs> like if you're an actor making a movie, why not just have it be like, oh, it's my character thing that he's always eating my favorite candy bar. Whatever. That's kind of smart. I'm gonna do that. hundred percent. If you get cast in something, it's fucking be like, oh, my character yeah. likes Cheetos. And then when I gain weight during filming, I'm like, ah, it's a character choice. You you said the character you cheat. I got you cheat. Yeah, yeah now that. you got to pay for my gym bill afterwards too. <laughs> Ooh, smart. So we got to work into that contract. So he's he's basically saying like, hey, we need to frame him for murder. We need to fucking get back at the sky. Blah 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 blah. And then he leaves the room, and she's like, she like a plot twist. Like they zoom in on her face, and she's like, little does he know. I love Simon Kundra, and they do this reveal by showing her reach into her drawer and there's nothing else in the drawer but a huge ass picture frame of her and simon conjure which was a hilarious way of showing that they have history together and she says i was a former student of his and then that's that's the scene well first of all somebody making love with their hypnotist also deeply problematic <laughs> but 
Who is she? Is she a cop? Is she a psychiatrist? Is she part of some board? Why is she? Why is why? Like, mm-hmm. what is she, what mm-hmm. is her role? She's like she's the dean or the or the principal of the school or something. I forgot what it was. But she of works the night school. No, of well, it's happening in the same school. That the morning thing and the night thing I think are happening in the same school building. And she's like the dean or the principal or something like that of that. That was not clear. I think that's what I got. But, but they also, said dean why or principal. Would, why would he? Oh wait, he wasn't saying blackmail. He was saying as if it was real. We find out later it was blackmail. Yeah, yeah. So he was just trying to get him straight up fired. Yes, he was just trying to get him fired. Do we find out why? No, it cool. it's, it never establishes. Oh, later on in the not real version of the movie that we well, were that doesn't matter. We already established they're not married, and so that whole so but, I can't but, trust anything from that <laughs> from from seventy eight percent of this movie. <laughs> but later on in the in the movie in the fantasy whatever, he reveals that they're old rivals. Like they used to both study human like consciousness and yeah but that was in the fake world i guess so but it was oh oh man <laughs> but i think that part's real why would that be real but not the wife thing <laughs> when did he say wife multiple times he I literally said wife. you killed my wife uh, i guess so wait uh, maybe <laughs> I don't know. And he man. literally said ex-wife. And during the during the pool scene, they were like, I want to be back together. I've been thinking about you, ex-wife, a strange wife. That's he said the words, I've been thinking about you, ex-wife. He didn't no, say that. but yes, <laughs> kinda. Almost. Also, On the chat. Nick, he said wife, uh, right? Just to just to correct you, it wasn't a pool, it was a fountain. <laughs> in her house that she bathed in. Oh God, we got to get to that scene. Oh my okay, God. so, so uh, they introduce we like been doing this for like an hour. They introduce everybody, okay, and then <laughs> and then we, the cops, then the fuzz comes, then the cops come because they're like, we're gonna arrest you for murder, and then they're like, fuck, we got to get out of here. So they all escape in a van, in into a van. Marcus, who's driving? Where did the van come from? I and why note. doesn't it have a back? <laughs> I have that note. Who is driving this van? They all just get into a van. Where did it come from? Why is it there? They just get into Where's an, the door? They just get into a Deus Ex Machina van. That's what happens. It was a rainforest cafe. <laughs> that was her house. It was very much a rainforest cafe. <laughs> so they get into this van. And then the and conceit of the movie starts. They all start talking about their background, their problems, blah, 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 and getting to know one another. And then they get out of the van. Before that, before that, sorry, before that, uh-huh. Tears starts having a panic attack. No, an anxiety attack. Yes. So, what's the fucking overeater guy's name? Whistle Dick? Whistle Down? Whistle Whist, what? Whistle uh, Wise? Fuck. Whistle Wise. Whistleden. Let's see. I think it's Whistle, whistle wise. wise. I'm going to say Whistle Wise. God, whistle it's so Wise. to find out who these guys are because they don't fucking say, like, their names properly. It's, like, not a real movie. It's not a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> we can't find any information on this movie. Most of these actors just don't exist in the fucking IMDb. The, the, the fucking actor, Simon Conjure is even listed as one of the actors in this fucking, I, in the fucking IMDb. Anyway, so Whistle Wise. Yeah, that doesn't help, Rianne. She spelled it like his tattoo. W-Y-S-I-W-Y-G. Whis- his name is Bulwark. Bulwark. Oh, is it? Wizzy Wiz. Oh, it is Bulwark. You're right. Okay, Bulwark, so Bulwark. Played by Travis Bulwark, Oates. Bulwark comforts tears through her anxiety attack and then says, oh, now, th-, and almost verbatim says, oh, now that I've helped her through an anxiety attack, I understand where mine comes from and I think I know how to handle mine now. And you get a flashback about why he overeats. 
And then he literally says, he doesn't literally, he says something to the effect of, I'm cured. And then someone says, one down, nine to go. <laughs> <laughs> and and throughout the rest of the movie, this is how we get the everyone's transformation. They're just like, oh my God, I'm having a flashback. And they go back through whatever fucking trauma they had. And they they fucking work their shit out there's so many things wrong with this i don't even think it's that bad of a um it's a very classic movie technique right to do this it's not i'm not even shaming them for that i am shaming them for the cavalier attitude they have on mental health oh yeah this person has a legitimate binge eating disorder he is yeah he has a mental health thing that he needs therapy and help for not hey Remember when your thing got robbed? Oh, wow. Yeah, I did. Breakthrough. Now I can't. Now I don't like food. That's not how that works. His trauma was that he watched someone break into his home and then they fed him a sandwich. I missed. I forgot what happened. (laughs) No, 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 no. And then his mom went into the room and locked the door and left him out there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) His mom left him to die. It's not funny. I'm sorry, but it's so stupid. <laughs> mom left him to die, and then he was like, so, "Oh no, I don't have no, I have no control of the world, so I will eat." Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess we could talk about it a little bit, That's... but like, yeah, this movie just is so cavalier with mental illness. It's just like, pfft, it's just uh, this thing that you can fix magically in one shot, which. I mean, if we're being fair, uh, a lot of movies have that take. And I feel like mental illness and uh, trauma and stuff like that isn't always written well. This movie is much worse than most movies, but... I agree. <laughs> it's a general problem I we agree. have in Hollywood. This is true, but this is worse. <laughs> somehow, somehow this is yeah, worse. Yeah, for sure. This is 100% the way worse. <laughs> it's going. And then, you're right, the Vance... And then, and then oh God, I don't know his name. Uh, Scorpio. Scorpio. Scorpio says... Fuck this. I'm over it. And makes them stop the car. And then the cops arrest the drivers. What? Well, we, we didn't know who the drivers were. We didn't know why they were there. They just magically Lexi got was arrested. Literally like, Lexi was literally like, we've met them. And I said, no, we haven't. <laughs> and she's like, why would they arrest people we never met? And I said, because exactly. it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. That just They're a terrorist, I guess. People. Yeah, it's, it, the cops are like, thank God you guys brought them here. They're a terrorist. And they're like, oh, nice. And then we have that one guy. Scorpio. Scorpio has his breakthrough moment, which is so stupid. Nick, what was his breakthrough moment? His breakthrough moment was he remembered something about his father being a shithead to him. And he was like, oh, that's why I'm angry all the time. But now that I've used my anger for justice, no, I'm not angry anymore. He says, he literally says, I need to take out my anger on the bad guys. <laughs> he did it. He didn't use his anger for justice. The cops just showed up and arrested him. Arrested the, the terrorist. That was it. And also. No, Marcus, you're being small minded. No, he, <laughs> no, his anger led to justice. He's Batman. <laughs> so it's funny, too, because in the scene that's supposed to be very like, oh, this is serious. This is, this is how we're going to handle showing his trauma. He gets beat by his father, and then he's like, and my father's father beat him. And then an old man comes out and starts beating the shit out of this kid's dad. And then the kid just leaves and starts crying in the corner, which is, like, just so wild. 
<laughs> it's also it's wild so because wild. because it says I wanted to break the cycle and I didn't. So this movie's aware <laughs> of cycles, like it's aware of things. Yeah, of the like domestic violence has cycle. Like this movie is acutely trauma. aware. Yeah, no, he Googled trauma once. He Googled trauma. (laughs) And he was like, I got it, guys. I can solve it. I figured it out. Anyway, so then then this movie's fucking wild. Because then they just leave. And then where do they go? For an hour's worth of the movie? (laughs) To Dr. Krasak's house. (laughs) How do they get there? Why do they go there? They just spend the rest of the movie at the villain's house. And he's not there. He just happens to not be there. Guess what? It didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. That's true. <laughs> they weren't there. That's true. It was his fantasy house. Oh, my God. Anyway, so they go to the house, and then I, I can't remember enough to go through one by one, but a lot more trauma things happen. Like, the alcoholic lady sees the alcohol on the guy's bar and says, oh, that's man. the same There's order that more. my dad had his alcohol. Yeah. She has her <laughs> trauma. Which I I will say I I thought oh what a great moment to have the flashback be in the mirror and mm-hmm. they did that so nice. somebody in this movie was like trying to use yeah, like yeah, yeah. fancy Actual movie s- making yeah <laughs> Nick what what did you think of the movie so far where, where, where are you at at this point in watching it they get to the house you start getting more trauma background where are you at mentally Marcus this was the moment this was the moment where I paused the film and I said I'm quitting the podcast <laughs> I'm not finishing this. I'm not finishing this, and I'm not. I'm but not. You stayed this. with it for fans. For no, for you. <laughs> Fuck the fan. It was for you, Marcus. Matthew, well, Nick, you're dead uh, to me. I don't want anything to do with you ever again. <laughs> well, Nick, you cut out. Are you making a segue? I don't know. Oh, your saying. audio cut out. No, I was you making cut, a segue, uh, yeah, but sorry. I was waiting for you. I, I was like, uh, you oh, seem very excited. So sorry. Uh, I'll tee you up. Uh, yes, Marcus, I was ready to stop watching this film here. Well, that's your opinion. Let's find out other people's opinion in this game. Roll the clip me. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. And we're back. Okay, Nick, are you ready? This is a game oh, no, for so both quick. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, oh, the, 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 the talented oh, okay. cool. Dash94422 made this game for us to play. Oh, thank you, Dash. Okay. I like how we're so, having a conversation about what called... we're doing and the chat. Sorry. I like how we're we're having a whole conversation over here. That's the show. And then there's a whole conversation in the chat that has nothing to do with us. That has to do with the <laughs> penis statues in the movie. <laughs> Our chat has Who gone rogue. Who gets the penis statues? <laughs> Guys, next time we stream every Thursday at 8 p.m., come join us on Twitch and see what the chat is about. Okay. Eastern Standard Time, guys, join this us. This game is called The Best and Worst of One Bad Movie, aka excerpts from Deadly Lessons IMDb reviews. Oh no, I'm sorry. I insulted the chat and now they're going to start their own podcast without us. <laughs> <laughs> no! Don't start your. I mean, you could. I support your own podcast. Just. It has to be on the Now Try This podcast network. Okay. Uh, all right. So what was this? What are we doing? So the 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 so the game is we have to we're gonna get a line from a review, and we have to then guess the score that was given based on the review that we are reading. And I think they're okay. out of ten. Okay. So uh, are 10? you ready? You sure, it's not five because every every website uses five stars. Uh, I'm gonna say ten. Okay. Monologues. Monologues. Oh, monologues. it's out of ten stars. Okay, great. Nearly every scene contains a monologue or two, or even seven. But they're not monologues, really. It's more like, how can I say this? Character will repeat the same thought about 90 times, 
but in different words. Something like, wow, I don't need to drink anymore. I used to be a drunk, but now I don't need to drink. It's amazing that I don't need to drink alcohol anymore. How great is it that I don't need to drink? I don't want to drink. I don't need to drink. You know what this reminds me of? One of the things I hated the most about this movie, where it was clear that the writer does not know how to write in other people's voices. Yes, 100%. And the whole dialogue sounds like Simon Conjurer is talking. Yes, Simon Conjurer is the writer, is the director, and he he only gets his lines correct. Everyone else feels like they're talking like him. And that is not how writing works. It's very bad. But this person is like, right. It is it is just like people saying the same thing yeah, 90 different times. I'm What's your say guess? 10 stars. 10 stars. You think it's 10 stars? Yeah, I think people on the internet are ironic. I think it's 10 stars. Oh, shit. That's, I didn't think about that. I was going to say one. I'll go with you. I'll, I'll say 10. I'll say 10. Okay, if it's one, my fault. We're united front on this one. 10 out of 10. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best bad movies I've ever seen. Pretty good. Nailed it. Okay. Somebody Next doesn't one. go to the trouble to write that much shit. <laughs> they true. like they like understood the movie on like a quintessential level yeah, that yeah, was yeah. too intense to not appreciate it. Quote number two. The movie has no surprises at all. Other than the continuing <laughs> surprise that you'll have at every inept frame that is up on screen. All technical aspects from editing, lighting, sound design, score, etc. are laughably bad. What do you think that's You know what? I, I, we should have did the whole podcast talking about these reviews because I forgot about the score. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking, like, the beginning scene sounds like it's not a fucking Peter Pan. It's and very then a... bad music. The whole thing is poorly scored and it is wild. And I, there's, oh, I took a note, but one of them sounded like it was a Wizard of Oz and it was yep. weird. Yeah, those are good. This are, that's a good point. There was like Wizard of Oz. It was like fantastical music. It was like, that doesn't fit the scene. They're talking about what's alcoholism. Happening. What's happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he didn't know how to Google generic, like copyright free music. Maybe it didn't exist at the time. You, you know what my, my guess is? 10 stars? <laughs> what? I'm going to guess one star i'm okay, gonna stick I with this that. one it can't also be 10 stars let's see there goes the united front oh it is one star the most oh, hard this you. it just had a like a viciousness to it you know what i mean that was like the other i one thought dash was doing fun. that thing where they're all gonna be 10 oh <laughs> okay one out of 10 the most horrible piece of trash i've ever seen and i loved every minute so they did love it, but they were honest about their review. Mm. Interesting. Interesting approach. I'll take a half a point. I'll take a half a point. <laughs> you can't take a half a they point. They said 10 stars. You don't have to say that's no, how I it take works. A half point. I'll take I'll a half, half a point. point. You know what? I'll take two points. I'm then. the I'm the scorekeeper. <laughs> I'll 1. take two points. Two. Hold on. <laughs> okay, next one. And actually, you said one star initially back, so I'm going to take a point away from you. So I'm with Oh, my God. <laughs> Quote number three. Okay. As the film chugs along, every character is cured of their hilariously one-dimensional problem even saved by the bell had more intelligent portrayals of addiction that's that's nice callback that's good after each character gets to the root of their problem rebel yes that's a character will say one down nine to go which you did mention earlier <laughs> so stupid or three down seven to go or eight down two to go every time it happens it's like an evil taunt from filmmaker to audience. Ha! I'm not done with you yet. There's still another hour of film to sit through. 
This movie was so fucking long. That's funny because Save the Bell wasn't there like a, a quintessential episode where Jesse's like addicted to caffeine pills. Yeah, that's what shit? they were referencing in the review. Yeah, yeah, it's that was formative good. in it's my childhood. Episode. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I Save the Bell never taken that one pills. episode. Oh, both probably. Those movies made me want to take caffeine pills. Because Fresh Prince had an episode too, and he was like, oh, I'm struggling with work. I'm struggling with homework. I'm struggling with all this stuff. And then he started taking caffeine pills. And then, like, you know, it was like, oh, these are bad. And I was like, why are they bad? This seems dope as fuck. Like, I would, if it makes you more efficient and work harder, I feel like that's what I want. Oh, you know why I don't take caffeine pills? Because of that movie, The Faculty, where that kills the aliens. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's true. But if I'm secretly an alien, I don't want to. Wasn't it cocaine that killed the aliens? They had to sniff cocaine or something. I, I remember them sticking pills. something in their nose to snort. Yeah, it was ca- it was caffeine. It, it was, was caffeine? broken up caffeine pills. I think so. Am I an alien? You'll never know, Rian. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna Are look you up Googling what it? Stop. Are you fact yeah. checking me? I want to see. I need to know these podcast. things. Shut up. That's. I mean, we need to be fact checked. Fact checked. Did okay. Starring. Go. Well, can I be honest? I say a lot of bullshit on this podcast. You should fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. It's probably caffeine pills. Caffeine is nowhere to be found on the IMDb page. And neither is cocaine. cocaine. No. Okay. Okay. Well, now hold on. I want to do this. Caffeine pills faculty movie. We got sidetracked. Ah, the faculty in defeating aliens with caffeine. That's the name of the article. Boom. boom. Oh, nice. Wow. I remember them sticking something in a pen and snorting it. So I always have the memory of cocaine. Why would you snort caffeine pills? Uh, Same reason you would snort cocaine. But one of them you can get from the drugstore. I I mean, I don't I feel like it's in pill form to take as a pill, not to sniff. I mean, I don't want to get into the science of drugs because i don't know it that well but it has something to do with your <laughs> brain membrane barrier shit i don't fucking know okay well i mean there were also aliens so if you got the caffeine pill in them in any way it was fine i think is probably what they were going for well they took the pen and stabbed people with it oh is that what i'm did? looking at yeah I'm, well I, I think maybe it just happened one time but i'm looking at a picture of john stewart with a pen and boom that, that's what's been what okay as the, the the, one, one star Okay, one star. One star. Right? I'm gonna it was uh, so long ago, I don't remember what it said. <laughs> Chaunt still this person hated the length. So I'm gonna say one star also. I agree. Oh wait, now I feel like it's ten and Dash is pulling up one over my heart. Ten out of ten, one of the best bad movies God damn ever it. seen. God I should have gone it. with my instinct. Okay. Okay. Next one. Next one. I thought the movie was great. I enjoyed it from the start to finish. It showed a teacher, not Jesus, helping these individuals understand who they are as for <gasps> a character tunes as for the character tunes he wasn't homosexual if you watched and follow the movie it simply stated that he had no idea what sexuality was at the end it was tunes who figured out what his sexuality was i gotta tell you i loved this movie can you it's gonna be one star that's my guess can you tell me though i think one what tunes sexuality is because i feel like the movie didn't contend with it at all the movie was like oh he's an He's a, they made the joke that like trisexual joke, like he'll try anything. And then he was just like, oh no, it turns out I'm a virgin and I just was super horny because I watched my dad have sex with a, his secretary. No, I think it was the, it was the oh, priest, he watched right? the priest. Yeah, yeah, sorry. He watched the priest have sex with the, a nun or something. First of all, you don't have to have had sex to understand your sexuality. Those two things are, that's not how that works. That's offensive in and of itself. Secondly, you don't become gay by looking at a penis. That's also incorrect. (laughs) 
Well, he Thir- was he thirdly. Gay? We don't know. Thirdly, not understanding your sexuality is different than fearing the fact that you might be gay, and that's <laughs> what the movie is doing, not what they're saying, and that's. A third problem with this character, too. And he was, a, a, like, the butt of a lot of jokes about him. A and lot. the jokes were focused not on the fact that he's willing to have sex with anybody, but just about, like, him being gay, potentially. And it was like, whoa, no, I wouldn't touch that. And it's like, no, it's fine. If he's gay, let him be gay. And instead, they resolve it by, like, oh, he's just a virgin. He doesn't know anything. So he's hiding behind, like, excessive horniness. This felt like an infomercial for conversion therapy and it made me yep. very uncomfortable it was very bad that that the whole movie's handled very poorly but especially that yeah so well, this, this one especially movie, offended me a lot one out of ten i say one star okay yeah. let's go nine out of ten great flick they oh, use the term flick <laughs> uh who lives okay. nine stars i'm either a one or a tenner the movie is about a man named simon conjurer that also may or may not be jesus incarnate we don't know but what we do know is that like his long Jesus. flowing hair did more acting throughout the movie than he did. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Okay. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'll agree. I'll say 10 out of 10. I think it was sincere about the hair. No, I'm going to say 1 out of 10. Okay. Because they're making fun of it? Yeah, because they're making fun of it. They said, they said, because I, I was wrong about the tone of the other one. And I feel like this one says that his hair is more doing more acting than he did. And that it's about Jesus. You ready? Yeah. The most horrible piece of trash I've ever seen. And I loved every minute. One out of ten. Hold on. What? The fuck? <laughs> what? I was right. But wrong. Uh-huh. 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 The movie is way over two hours. And seriously, the, there are only about six scenes in the whole film. They never end. And every oh, scene yeah. consists of characters basically saying no or what are you talking about? Or I'm not doing that. Or I'm staying here. Or why should we listen to you over and over and over again? And whenever the plot comes to a screeching halt, the characters are quiet for a few seconds before one of them bursts out. Let's see what the book says. This was one of my biggest problems with the film. They kept forgetting the conceit of the whole movie was the book. And they said, no, uh, Nope, no way. This isn't real. Blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. eventually they'd get to the facts like it says it in the book. It says it in the book. You only had to do it the one time. I, mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. We're following yep. the book. Just follow the book. Yep. They got to shut out, shut out another 40 minutes for yes. this film. The banter wasn't good. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. One out of one it was, star. It was I think bad. They said one star. I think this is one star, too. I, I they, they constantly just refer to the book anytime they were stuck plot wise. And it was it was uh, grueling. It was hard. It was cool. Or one of them had a miraculous breakthrough and we went to a flashback or something like that. Okay. Oh, I was also like always upset because Simon Conjurer, like he was a bystander for so much of the film. Uh-huh. Like he broke up that fight between Rebel and Scorpio five minutes into the fight. He could have stopped it right away. Yeah, That's how a facilitator a works. A long time ago. <laughs> Ugh. He was okay. in that the whole movie. Let's see. You said one out of ten. Yeah, I'll say one out of ten. Oh wait, hold on. I went to the wrong one. I went to the wrong one. Okay, one of uh, ten out of ten. It was a ten out of ten. Best movie. Oh. Uh, these movies okay, are next me off now. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's more slides. Okay, the film was written, directed, and starred in plays Simon Conjurer by Stuart Paul, who took his name from the credits completely. It was produced in 2006 under the legend of Simon Conjurer. And yes, it is John Voight under all that makeup and a fat suit. At 138 minutes, it's too long by 128 minutes. And I can well understand why Stuart Paul withheld his name from this 
his own writing and direction uh, directing credit. It's appalling. I do want to say he purposefully withheld it for so long. It's included in the beginning. They're showing the opening credits and they're showing like paintings that. on the wall and shit like that. And at one point it says written and directed by on the board and someone is wiping out who it was written and directed by. He knew going into it, he didn't want his name into it. And Nick, quick side, I mean, before we get back to the game, could you guess why he said he couldn't, he didn't put his name on it? Oh, because he wanted it to transcend who he was as a person? I don't know, was it something crazy like that? That is very close. What he said was that Hollywood is too vain and he'd want to participate in the vanity of Hollywood. So he was doing everyone a favor. Oh. Okay. It's pretty good. If you have to bullshit ah, and be a you. douchebag about thank it, that's a pretty good it. way of doing it. Okay, uh, guess. Yeah. 1 out of 10, 10 out of 10. What you got? 9 out of 10. This person hated it. If you three. complain about the length, I think the length of the movie is like, you actually hate it. I'm guessing 3 because this person sounds like they live a lot of reviews and they think they're fancy. So 3. I say 3 stars. I'm going to price is right you and say 2. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> we are both wrong. They declined to give a rating. And it says, we'll kill you by boredom. <laughs> oh my. I felt like I was dying. <laughs> I could I could see that. Okay, ready? Lab tech guy thought he stood out raw talent. Interesting, if I may say so. Although he had a relatively small part, he was specific and seemed to nail the character. I like his choices. Seemed to be very comfortable in his role lab tech guy. Though he stood out raw talent. Interesting, if I may say so. Although he had a relatively small part, he was specific and seemed to nail the character. I like his choices, lab tech guy. Thought he stood out, raw talent, interesting, if I may say so. That this, I don't know. <laughs> someone have a stroke in the middle of this? I think lab tech guy <laughs> left his own review on his movie. <laughs> uh, the line repeats twice, and then it says, uh, "I like to see. I like his choices. Hope to see more of him." Oh my god, lab tech guy left a review on his I own fucking podcast. I think lab tech podcast. guy left a review. <laughs> Lenny Rosenberg is the actor's name. <laughs> Someone shouted out Lab Tech Guy very specifically. Oh, you know what? I think it was. You know why? Yeah. Because he was a producer <laughs> on on the next, all the next films that Stuart Paul made. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He grew up in the East Coast. I, I, why does Rian say I got to visit his IMDb? Maybe to, maybe to see what you just found. Wait, what? Who is this guy? He's also a restaurateur, and he owns restaurants. Wait, really? He's he's about over fifty, but yeah. What is this? Who is this guy? Why? Whoa! Why I'm just gonna hold on. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read his IMDb. Okay, okay, honestly, okay, okay, no, okay, Rian, it was not a joke. This guy is crazy. He grew up on the East Coast since the age of seven. Was immersed with the family business of bakeries, cafes, and rest. This is IMDb. His father, Robert <laughs> Rosenberg, was a seasoned pro at restaurant, the rebranding bakery and restaurant establishments for over fifty years, including the landmark location Eclairs in New York City. So, at the age of seven, Lenny would work side by side in the family business till eventually the torch was passed on to Lenny as he bought his first bakery at the age of seventeen. Wow. It keeps a going legend. and talks more about the restaurants. An icon, honestly. A huge, huge Oh, icon. there's a website. The website is LarsRestaurantFlips.com. <laughs> oh, and when I go to it, it goes to LarsProductions.com. Oh, okay. We're following the tale of Lars. Was, oh, my God. There's a whole bunch of night. Oh, he has a YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Guys, if you want to see more of Lars-based content, Lars the Temp Guy, it, uh, in the video first video that shows up from August 2015, 1 million views is I hate $15 minimum wage. 
<laughs> nice. Glad is we know where he stands. Is this restaurant owner wait, heartless wait. or does he have a Pro point? Or- he is oh, curious no, he's, about he's the $15 minimum wage increase. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I was wrong. No, uh, I thought it was because it was not enough. I, it turns out he, he wants it because it's, it's, oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's Part the opposite. Part two he says, I hate much. $15 minimum wage. Now I am firing my workers. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Oh, my oh, God. God. What a piece of shit. Hate that guy. Lars, the tech guy. Fuck you. Go, go eat it. <laughs> the a caption says, is this shit. infamous? Is this infamous restaurant owner a greedy fool or a genius? Oh he my would, God. We revisit this egomaniac minimum wage opponent now on a personal crusade to kill the $15 minimum wage. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Left that guy. No, he definitely left his own review. 100%. That was him. He was drunk and left his own wow. review. Wow. I'm going to oh, say, what do you think it is? A 10? He has an Instagram. <laughs> From here to zero, 100%. He's got more Good followers point. than we do on Instagram. Guys, we need to beat restaurant, lab tech guy. Wait, he Instagram. does? How many does he have? 57,000. 57,000 or 5,700? Yeah, 1,000. Oh, man. Guys, we need 57,001 followers <laughs> to beat <laughs> Lars, the piece of shit tech guy. We are campaigning to get more followers than Lars the tech guy. We got I love that. I love the chat because they're like from hero to zero. Spoiler, he's a greedy fool. <laughs> we were all on this guy's side two seconds ago. And 100%. Now it's like yeah, we were all about shit. him and now he's a piece of shit. Wow. Uh, what a journey we have been in about Lab yes. Tech Guy. Okay, I think he gave himself a 10. Guys, donate $15 in the chat if you want to support minimum wage. <laughs> We've been Guys, here for an I hour. Minimum wage, and if you think that's a scam, don't hit <laughs> <in> the chat. <laughs> okay, see, uh, he wow. gave a, a ten out of ten. Of course, yeah, it's his own it, fucking review. Yeah. Movie was yeah. terrible. However, I like it. I'm gonna scroll all yeah. the way back on Instagram and see if there's a slime conjure post. Any more uh, reviews? Nope, that's it. That's the last one. Oh, okay. so dash nine four four two. You told me to stop keeping track of points, so I did. Who won? Let us know in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, who won? <laughs> Podcast. The podcast is thank over you, an hour long. Thank you to the moderator. Uh, podcast over an hour long. Please donate $23. It could be a cumulative, too. If you all want to donate. Okay. So, let's see. What? That's uh, bullshit. She said she didn't keep track, so you win. That's favoritism? <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go. Oh, oh, oh. Guy, anybody who thought oh, oh, I won, oh, oh. please say something oh, in the, the chat. chat. The chat's just saying Marcus won, guys. Damn it. It's they just want to see me tirade. They want to see me angry. This is a <laughs> fucking the indignity. Oh god, I'm so sorry, guys. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank he's you. so handsome. Now he's hotter <laughs> than me, too. God damn. There was no qualifier. Just it was I am smart. also hot. Handsome on an individual basis. I understand the subtext of what's being said. <laughs> no, you added subtext. Okay. Indignation. I'm so sorry, Nick. Back to the movie. So most of what we have to talk about is the ending, which is going to take 20 minutes. So, okay. We have plenty of time. We have to reach Twitch affiliate status. We have three hours to record this episode. (laughs) Let's make it a long one. (laughs) I'm not editing a three hour deadly lesson episode. (laughs) That is not happening. I refuse. Okay. 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 Okay, okay. I need this to be over. (laughs) (laughs) Though before, but before we get to the ending, which is an hour-long ending, the ending takes an hour. Yes. This movie feels like it's going to end for an hour. 
Yes, it, it has a Return of the King feel. Can you explain to me? Ending. Can you explain to me? Which this is my favorite part of the movie, by the way. So they're in the house, and then they all hide because the cops show up, mm-hmm. and it feels straight up like a Scooby Doo movie. And oh, honestly, yeah. for, for like ten minutes, I was fucking in it. I was like, <laughs> they were like hiding behind mummies and like hiding under the bar, and yeah. I was like, this is fun. Because <laughs> Doctor Kraz X is like just a fucking. Uh, he lives in a museum, and it's wild, and it doesn't make any sense at all how did he get all this money i guess he has a book deal they because at some point they show him signing well, he's books. like a best-selling book yeah best-selling book <sighs> so stupid but yeah so but but, but, my, but why are the cops there because I, oh, we also the cut but we cut to the cops with the lab tech guy them. we cut to the cops with the lab tech guy they can't know that happened is that in the book because at this point we're just reading the book it doesn't happen to do with our main characters so like i don't how, know okay, great. It doesn't okay. make sense. We'll it doesn't make sense with the reveal at the end. So, so in once when they're in the house, the cops come. There's a scene where they hit the button that's on the snake tank, and it shoots out a CGI rat that lands perfectly in the the snakes that's in their mouth. Why did you need that? That seems like it costs extra money. It probably costs extra money to have a snake like wrangler. Why did you need that? You probably I think it was CGI. Well, I think it was real. It was real, and then it was CGI. Oh, okay. Part of it was CGI. And it was just like, why? Why, why, why? Why spend all the money? It's it's crazy. Again, that 10 minutes was my favorite 10 minutes of the movie. That's I like Scooby-Doo. Fair. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and, they came in and point, they were like, and then, and then the cops have to hide because Dr. Kraz X shows up. I felt so like Scooby-Doo. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And then Dr. Kraz X reaches into a penis statue, like a statue with the penis, that he lifts up the penis and in Marcus. the ball sack is yeah. a gun. And he reaches his hand, pulls out the gun from the ball sack, and then puts down the penis and leaves. We're skipping over so much. Uh, fuck. It's, it's a so long movie. There's, there's this whole sequence of the guys in the library that looks like the Library of Alexandria. Uh-huh. He's a fucking genius, I guess, even though he has a gambling problem. And Yeah, the gambler, to... the guy who fell on his head and had like a crack in his skull or whatever. What they call him? Crackhead? What? Crack. It was just crack. Crack. Okay. Yeah. And he, he's like a, a magic genius. He's like, oh, yes, I knew all this stuff about history and pot, whatever, whatever. I don't and know. it never comes up. Never comes, never up, comes again. up again. Nope. Even never when comes he, up. What was his trauma thing? I forgot. Did, they, did we have a flashback for him? Yeah, it was almost at the end of the movie where he got abandoned by the van. And he was like, hey, abandon me with the van. Reminded me I was abandoned as a kid. And now I don't have a gambling problem anymore. He just said it, right? There was no flashback? Yeah. God, this movie is stupid. Ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> so then but before he grabs the gun this movie's like a fucking inception fucking john's voice character finds the book in his uh-huh. library and reads it and gets then we chocolate flash. all over it first correct <laughs> so he doesn't so he can't read the ending but it flashes forward because out loud he's reading the book mm-hmm. and it's the final confrontation of simon conjurer and john voight's character yep at the hour and a half mark in the movie, when there's another 45 minutes left. Yep, 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 yep. We just watched this fictional sequence that's just like, this is what he's writing would happen and is maybe going to happen. So he reads so this they, book. So they confront each other on the roof, mm-hmm. and Simon Conjurer's like, you killed my wife. <laughs> yes. And then the guy's like, you can't prove it. And then he pulls a gun on him. And then he, he pulls out a control. He, like, presses a button. The fucking uh, thing opens up. And a, a plank comes out across and he pulls out a sword also. So he has a gun and a fucking sword at the same time, which is just overkill at this point. I know you're a bad guy, but calm down. And then he makes Simon Conjurer walk the No plank. dash 9442. We're not to the shower scene yet. We're not there yet. 
<laughs> and then makes him fall off. And then the slow motion, him falling. Mm-hmm. And then there's chocolate on the book, so we don't find out what happens. Yeah, so we don't happen. And then oh, man. he grabs the gun, and then he leaves, and then the whole group goes to try to... Best part of the entire movie. It was the best part of the entire movie. I did like... I did like... This was the end of me liking what? the The, the sex scene was the end of you liking the movie no the end of the plank and the sword Uh, and the gun it was ridiculous i kind of like that and then they go to get his wife to save her and then he goes and she is bathing (laughs) in a fountain that is in the middle of her room which isn't in this location or is in this location of dr kryzak's house no they drive somewhere else so she's bathing and she's like it's a remember rebels driving the van it's a very obscene scene it's just like it is it is way too much, and they're showing her naked. And then he walks in, and he's like, "We gotta go." And then she's like, <laughs> "Come on, Simon, come join me." And he's like, "No, stop it! No, I don't want to have sex." And she's like, "Come on, have sex." And he's like, "No, I can't. I oh no!" And he's like barely resisting her, but he's showing tunes- that he's trying to resist her. But she and wants then tunes him shows up and watch so badly. Out. Yes, and Toon shows up and watches the film. And that's but when he got his trauma already talked about. For the making the making on the fountain, he's wet, she's naked, he gets all of his clothes wet, he takes off his shirt, and it's just a very long scene. It's very long. And then Dr. Kraz X shows up and takes the wife away with a gun. Yes, it is true. But God, but the scene, the fountain scene is probably one of the greatest scenes. And I don't care if we skip over the rest of it, but I do want to talk about the fountain scene because it might be one of the greatest scenes ever made. Like just period in any in cinematography and film, it's just fantastic. Like the the amount of ego involved in writing a sex scene where you are involved in and also that you are highly sought after by a beautiful woman is is wild to me. It is like cult leadership, like his they perception of his own self. They all do it. It's weird. And also yep. the fact that she was after him, and he kept going, no, I don't want it. No, 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 thank you. No. Oh my God. Oh, I guess if you're going to make me like, it was so that's gross. That's true. Yeah. That's very key. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all I had to say. If you have more input, feel free. To sorry. I, I was quiet because there was, there was a lag in the thing and you were frozen. Sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 Yes, I agree. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't, man. And then, and then I, I get really confused of what happens next because then they go back to the classroom mm-hmm. and then this is when the reveal happens. Uh, right. <laughs> There's no scene her about them saving her at all. No, no. That's weird. Yeah. So then yeah they I get think, back okay, to the so, classroom. Yes. Continue. And they all look at their books. And the books are empty. And they're like, where's Rebel? And then Crack is like, he's not in the bathroom. I was just there. (laughs) Perfect dialogue. Why why did we have that? There's just so much like dialogue that is not needed in this film. Like some of the reviews were saying, it's just like there's so much repetition. And the movie is two hours and 17 minutes. It's not like they needed to pad it down. It's not like, oh no, we're trying to like make an hour. It was done. You didn't have to make anymore. Yeah. So then they all look in the books and they're like, it's empty. What happened? And Simon's like, I don't know. Guess you all put it down there. And then they spent fucking 10 minutes ex- justifying how it happened with the like scars mm-hmm. and shit. And I'm not even going to go over it because it was so fucking stupid. It and was so very unnecessary. Dumb. Yeah, it was but very, basically, very they were all hypnotized and they made everything up. Yes. The kidnapping, the last the going to the home, the cops, the 
the all the thing except mm-hmm. the being framed for murder because just like earlier in the film dr kraz x shows up with the yes. police but this time you found out that the girl who has anorexia who oh my god i didn't even mention her fucking trauma thing getting cured it nope. was the dumbest one at all it was just like oh wow uh-huh I don't even remember hers. She was just like, I'm cured. Because she's just eating donuts. She was like, just randomly talking and, and eating a like, donut. I'm I'm like, oh, I'm cured now. Yeah. So then you find out she was one of Simon's Conjure's students that had a mm-hmm. crush on her. And she, like, was the alibi or whatever. And then you find out Dr. And then Dr. Krasax gets arrested. Yes. Yeah, yeah. At all. Oh, wait. Something must have happened, though, because... Oh, yeah, they make a point at the end of the movie and they say that about the, the lottery, lottery tickets t- that he bought when they went out were like all cash and great. But that couldn't have happened if they're saying that none, none of, of the it happened. happened. So the movie doesn't make sense. How could the lottery tickets be real? Marcus, that if the whole movie sense, wasn't real. We are about to talk a lot about the, uh, the true ending because that's not okay, even the true, true ending. True ending, true ending. Because the true ending is where's Rebel? You cut to Rebel's narration. Oh, my God. The narrator of the whole film. Who opens the film narrating, and he's like a clean. Co- oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we get there, remember oh, the alibi no. was like this Hispanic man is a philanthropist, and he justifies a fucking and- Hispanic man just shows up in the classroom, and he's like, "I'm rich. Here you go, Simon Conjurer. Thank and you I'm for Rebel fixing Stan. my son, or whatever. Like it's a, you said, my son destroyed your car. Here's money." Yeah, no, because you find out nothing was wrong with Rebel. It flashes, this is this is my interpretation. It yes, flashes yes. back to what Rebel Roberto is like as a person. And he's mm-hmm. like some clean cut kid who helps volunteer at the fucking hospital with his mom and his dad who's fucking rich. Yes. And then he walks in on his mother, I think, doing magic. <laughs> I think they're gods, and I think the mom is God. Okay, and then I was with you. And then, and then Roberto is, finds out he's also God because Kaiman Conjurer, at the end of film, looks at the blank books in his room again, and inside is a note saying, "Start your hypnosis, let everything else follow." Signed, a friend. And I think Rebel planted himself there mm-hmm. to get in their brains with magic, the same magic that his mom knows. And his mom's been doing magic at the hospital to save people because she saved that Shirley lady. Yeah. And that's what I think happened. I I don't think that's what happened. I think... I'm going to disagree with you, but tell me what you think. Sure. <laughs> I think that what happened was Simon Conjurer hit... Like, and the lady team... Simon Conjurer used the lady's kid and hypnotized him into being bad so that way he could, like, be a catalyst for all these people meeting up. It doesn't make no. sense. No, I don't think that happened because because Simon Conjure didn't know. If he knew, it wouldn't have been an anonymous note signed a friend. I that was to, to, that was to tell the audience he didn't know who did it. So the mom hypnotized her son. No, I don't think what what kind of coincidence was they would also be hypnotists. I think no, they're real. I, I think no. they're magic. Oh my god, that's wrong. <laughs> you don't I, have two hypnotists i think some so i think someone is hypnotized incorrectly that's what i think happened i think someone was like oh i think his the mom kid was no, hypnotizing his used. mom his mom rianne just said the mom was one of simon's students that's not true because when at the beginning of the movie when she showed up they simon didn't know her right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so why does she have this 
Why do we I know don't know. Same it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense. But they they have the reveal that Rebel was not a rebel at all, and that he was just he a good didn't kid. teach her. They didn't know each other. Stop yeah. saying this to chat. I, I disagree so much. And the chat is having their own conversation about what happened. No, but see, here's the I thing. Have no here's idea the thing. what why, happened at the end of the movie. Why? Here's the thing. Uh huh. I understand why everyone, including you, thinks that she's a hypnotist. But nothing in the movie indicated she was, except the fact that there was hypnotists in the but, movie. But, okay, and you're but just Nick, trying to parcel it together. Nick, you can't say that. But the whole because you're saying of this movie, that she's a god, and there's a lot in the movie to say that she's a god. But there's nothing in the movie to say that she's a hypnotist, yes, which is the thing that the, we are saying that people are in the movie, and the movie says that their people are. But they're no, gods. it says the one person is. Yeah, yours makes less sense. Yes, because the whole. Because the whole movie is talking about, like, theology. And that's what the Alexander Library is. And Simon Conjure is the prophet without a god. But but he's a prophet without a god. There is no god. That's, so then that's, no one's a god. That's what, that's what fucking pseudo-intellectual people fucking put in their movies oh and shit. They're like, yes. it was God all along. I think he is, like... Maybe he thinks he is Jesus, but I don't know if he necessarily is religious. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he thinks he's a god, but I don't know if he thinks other people no, are gods. No, I think he thinks he's not religious, but it's some touch by the angel shit. See, see, I don't think so, because I think Simon Conjurer and I think the writer of this movie was too confident and conceited to think that anybody else could be God. You know what I mean? I don't think he would give anybody else that credit. It, but if power. that was true, he would have he would have made Simon Conjurer. Yeah, he would have made Simon Conjurer the, the all of it. Right. But he's saying there is something above Simon Conjurer and what's above a hypnotist that can control and do think everything. There is anything above Simon Conjurer. God. Oh, my God. I don't well, think there is. Think... There's the lady who did. who. Oh, my God. Rebel and the lady orchestrated everything. It wasn't Simon Conjurer. It was them. Right. Uh... I'm not making that up. That happened. I think so. I, I so it, the ending is happened. unclear. Obviously, based on our conversation, <laughs> the ending is unclear because Rebel is shown to be a good kid, and then Simon Condra has this mysterious note. I forgot exactly what the note said, but it was from a friend, and it's just so strange. I don't know what the intention was. It turns out Rebel's a good kid. Why then have him be a bad kid? Because from a plot standpoint, we didn't need that at all. We didn't need we any of that. Return, they no. could have just shown Simon Conjurer and had to be in the class with these people. We didn't need like a character that we were following wrong because Rebel kind of disappears at some point in the movie. He just disappears, yeah. right? So yeah. then like that, was it explained where he went? No. Yeah. Only in the flashbacks. Only in the oh. flashback. So then that's a part of it too. Why did he just disappear? If because he was needed, his job was done. If he was needed to help these kids, why did he just fucking poof? Because all the kids were done. Oh, my God. Nine out of ten were done. And he was the tenth, so he left. So he just was like, I'm out. Yeah, because if when you con people, if you reveal the con, they're all going to be they're all going to be like, oh, shit, I'm still fucked up. Oh, my God. I, I don't I, I don't know what's going on in this movie. Guys, if you what if you don't know what we're talking about, if you made it this far, go listen, because it is a wild ride. I don't know what happened. The ending is weird and convoluted. I think what might have happened is maybe he was being too like intellectual and maybe someone was like, hey, you need to edit and change it around. Maybe he didn't have enough budget to make a true ending. No, Who knows? I think he did exactly what he meant to do. <laughs> I think what maybe. I say is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, He's just a I crazy person. This. 
it was a weird ending and it made no sense. I need to rewatch the ending. I, I think I think she could have been a hypnotist. Like I won't like I will concede on that fact. Like maybe it's not a god thing. I think I don't know if she thing. was even the hypnotist. I just don't I don't know. She talked to the lady. She talked to the dying lady who was like depressive and suicidal, and then she was fixed. That's true. She did hypnotize her. Yeah, she was a student. She did hypnotize her. I think her. she was doing god. I think powers. she hypnotized, think she hypnotized her hypnotized. son to help simon or something i i feel like something is there and i, I don't thought, know what it was i thought she the son found out what the mother did and he wanted to help i thought he was in on the take i don't think he was hypnotized so you think he was in on it yeah i don't think he was in on it i don't think he did it voluntarily because there was a line like i woke up or i had a weird dream or something like that like there was a line like that in the movie <laughs> oh yeah you're right yeah you so right. i i don't so, think it was voluntarily so, mm, so mom's god and she did it mom Sure. Mom is God. I don't think they're both God. <laughs> I also don't think mom is God, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna say the God theory, I I don't think the son could be included in that. Even if and even if I let that go and the mother is the hypnotist and she orchestrated everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think she was a follower of Simon because she's more powerful. <laughs> she, How is she more powerful? Because she did all this. She like why she, would she if Simon Conjure could do this himself, why would she need to be involved at all? Yeah. It was just so weird. I don't know what right? she needed him for. Maybe she wanted him to fix <laughs> He had no people. idea what was going on. That's the night. <laughs> oh, you know what? Hold on. What if she used her son, right? She she figured out some basic level of hypnosis, used her son to get into the program, and then found out his secrets and was able to then use the techniques herself. What? Well, you said maybe less sense than the god she, thing. <laughs> she originally sent her son in, right? Like, she was like, okay, you're going to go and be a spy for me. And no, he but, goes she, in. That, but, that, but everything already started. No, he goes in, right? And he goes in and no, pretends but, that he's like a bad kid. And no, then that doesn't work. That was a flashback. Steals the secrets. It she hypnotized somebody. It was when the he was a good kid. Was a that flashback. was a flashback. No, it wasn't a flashback. That's why That's why I'm saying. That's why he doesn't remember what happened. He was like, oh, I feel like I had a weird dream. It wasn't a flashback. It was after. <laughs> I see the cogs <laughs> turning <laughs> in your head. I see the gears grinding. But what? It was after everything. But her dad, his dad is alive, right? Yeah, he so, lied. So Rebel has no problem. Here's the thing. Rebel has no problems. Yes, Rebel has so no problems. Agreed. So what the? So why does the mom care? I. That's why I'm trying to figure out. Like it doesn't she's make any God. sense. No. Oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Doesn't matter. Oh God. Okay. Both okay. of our theories make no sense at all. No. Mine's closer. <laughs> I don't no, think so. <laughs> mine is a, mine is a, mine is the conveniently... mom got the kid in the program for a reason and i don't know why that's it's very confusing to me and i gotta realize at least my theory has a deus ex machina so it makes <laughs> you know if i'm correct which makes no sense but if i'm correct it uh -huh. makes sense you know what i mean okay yeah yeah god okay nick we're at the end of the uh, episode yeah we are <laughs> what did you think of the movie Oh, wait, what is I forgot the questions. I'm so riled up from did you this like the theory movie? thing. Did you like the movie? No. Oh, man. I hated it. I hated did you, every second. Did you hate like it or you just hated it? I just hate I will never watch this movie ever again. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Did you like it? Uh, man, I, I had fun watching it and I laughed. Like, I just genuinely laughed like a few times during the film. Which, I did like four times, yeah. Yeah, I laughed a couple of times. I was like, and it was fun. It's a good hate watch. I don't know if I would ever watch it again because it is pretty long for a hate watch movie. But I would I would say that, like, I had a good time. Would you recommend this film? I would recommend this movie to people who like to 
watch bad movies. If you like The Room, if you like movies like that and you have a good time with your friends, I think this is good. What about you? I don't know. It's really long. <laughs> oh, it's problematic. I don't think I would. I don't think I would at all. I don't think That's I will fair. ever recommend this film to anybody. <laughs> I will recommend people to watch The Room and Disaster the Stardust way before I ever suggest this film. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, would the you watch last another question. Stuart Paul <laughs> <laughs> I might watch it. I might watch another They're one. Out there. He has other credits. I would check it out. I would see one of his other movies. He's too like pretentious. But it is kind of like the trend of these kinds of movies, right? Like the, the hate watch movies are the ones that take themselves seriously and are terrible. Like Neil Breen and Tommy Wiseau. Like I, his he's in newest the same film thing. that came out two years ago was Nun's Deadly Confession. I might watch that. Uh, it's it's there. He's like Deadly yeah. is a catchy title. I'm going to put Deadly in everything. I'm the Deadly oh, brand. OK, yeah. Nick, would you watch another of his movies? No. Yeah, really? <laughs> to see how no. he's evolved? Will I watch CS Nun's Progress? Deadly Confession? No, I will not. Bad, bad choices, Nick. That's the wrong answer. And if I got it on the podcast, I will quit. <laughs> <laughs> I will not do this to myself again. Uh, okay, guys, thank you for listening. I have to give Nick his challenge. Nick, your challenge next week is to watch the brand new show, Invincible, on Amazon Prime. Oh, this just came out, right? Uh-huh. It's a brand new animated cartoon. Even though it is animated, I will say this. It is for adults, so go watch it. It is pretty violent, so uh, graphic content warning. Oh, how much do I got to watch? First three episodes. Okay, I'm really excited. That is technically really all that is out right now. Maybe the fourth episode is coming out tomorrow. So check it out. It's good. Okay. I highly recommend it. All Guys, right. if you have Amazon Prime, for the next go week. watch it. It's based on one of my favorite comic books. I'm excited. And guys, follow us at Now Try This Cast to let us know your thoughts as you're watching it. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars. And join the Patreon. It's a new month. That means we need new suggestions of what to do next month. Patreon.com slash Now Try This Cast. If you join the $5 tier, you can make suggestions. But even if you just join the $1 tier, just to show a little bit of love, you can vote in the middle of the month to decide what we do to make sure we never do another Deadly Lessons. <laughs> That is very true, guys. You can protect us from having to do episodes like this by joining and voting and submitting. Guys, thank you so much. If you joined us here, we had a good amount of people joined uh, joining us tonight. Thank you. If you are listening on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast, thank you also. And thank you for watching. Go out now. Go out there and try. That was not clean. That was not clean. I'm gonna do it again. I'm hold not on, gonna ready? edit it. So hold on. Do it I'm again, gonna do it again. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Guys, thank you for listening. Now go out there and try some things. Beautiful. You nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Two friends get together so that they can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that they can try things. Nick and Marcus do the podcast so that they can try this. Every whole family's here to watch my dimension. (laughs) Yeah, Nick, make it a good fucking show. Okay? Son of a bitch. Does my hair look okay? I was paranoid about it. I can't see you anymore. Your hair looks great. Do I look like a fucking hipster? I'm fine with that. It's great. It's quaff. Are you ready? Perfectly in front of the beanie. We switched to the music.